Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word. Well, here we are. We are live on Facebook. Live. Live on video. Live, Mark live. Sheldrake, Derek Kamek. Good with the, to be with you. Uh, Monday afternoon is much different than when we've normally done our live uh, events, but uh, we're glad you could join us. Hopefully, Facebook, you're joining in and being a part of what we're doing. We're here to talk about and launch our next uh, podcast, which is Unlocking the Truth, where we uh, dig through the scriptures. We just finished 10 weeks on the book of James through the summer. Uh, We've also... um, done uh, other podcasts, haven't we? Yeah, we did one in First John. First John, yeah. and now we're going to go topical with the whole idea of build. We just released our brand new plumb line, which is uh, our quarterly newsletter. A lot of great testimonies in there, uh, but also an article mm-hmm. written uh, by myself, and it's called Consider Your Ways and Build. The whole topic of the this live event, but also the podcast, is the whole idea of building. What are we trying to build? Well, we're trying to build um, the kingdom of God. And so uh, Haggai, of course, said, consider your ways and build. The Lord is with you. Great promises. You can download the uh, plumb line on our website and read that article for yourself. But what we wanted to do this uh, in the half an hour that we're going to be together is really talk about um, what some of the problems are in uh, the world, mainly Canada, because this is a focus on building the ministry in Canada. And uh, Derek, you know, you were a pastor for a number of years in yep. the church and, and just coming out of the pastorate. And so what are some of the um, things that are really kind of hitting the church uh, right now? Well, I, I think some of the hardest stuff is that, um, is that people don't know the word as well as they should. Um, which isn't just a bad thing uh, on a Sunday morning, uh, but what it does is it, is it stops them from knowing the truth uh, for the rest of their day, for the rest of their week, for the rest of their lives. When uh, they're told that something is true, um, they don't have the ability to go back to the Word and to find out whether it's true or not. Uh, and we, we find in this country that, uh, you know, people tell you that a certain thing is true, and, and a lot of people even within the church, are, are believing things that are, are not true, that they, that they are true. And because we don't know the Word, um, then we're not, we're not prepared. And, uh, and it's not just adults, it's children too. I remember my wife was teaching Sunday school, and she's told the story of, uh, of Noah and the ark. And, and one of the kids said, oh, that's, that's just like that movie, when oh, that no. guy builds, builds the ark. So now they're getting their, their reference from, of Scripture from movies that are being made instead of the other way around. Uh, and so it's, it can be a bit of a problem, and it's certainly something that we're seeing within the church, um, that people are, are not going to the Word. They're not searching for God's truth, uh, but they're satisfied with the truth of the world uh, because, it's, frankly, it's an easier truth to believe, and it's easier truth to live. Right. We're definitely in a battle mm-hmm. for truth. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, perceived truth. We've got... Truth based on how we feel. Uh, You know, we've got issues where um, the truth of the matter is just, for example, one of the the battles for truth is the whole uh, gender uh, debate. You know, you've got people who 
feel and identify mm -hmm. with a certain uh, gender when science tells you that uh, your gender is based on what you um, what body parts you mm -hmm. have, right? And so that's one. You also have uh, battles for truth within the church. You have teachers who are teaching um, a false gospel mm -hmm. or a watered-down gospel yeah. or a prosperity gospel and how you line that up to the truth. It's interesting to note, too, and I always kind of look to um, uh, America as an example of a battle for truth, is when it comes to politics. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably happening here in Canada, too, but who do you believe? You know, you, you have two ends of the spectrum in media, for mm -hmm. example. You have uh, um, CNN, who is probably 90% negative coverage. Yeah. Uh, Fox News is 90% positive coverage. And so how do you determine who's right and who's wrong yeah. when it comes to the truth of what's happening in the world in that way? And so uh, what we want to do, though, is when we build and we build properly... Uh, we go back to the foundation, mm -hmm. and the foundation is where we find the truth, which is in the Word of God. And so uh, the other thing that I wanted to just tackle really quickly with some scriptural uh, uh, aspects is in the battle of truth, mm -hmm. uh, we are sometimes swayed or um, moved to basically becoming apathetic to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Just read an article this uh, today from... It was on uh, online about why young people are leaving the church and young people are leaving mm -hmm. the church in a battle over truth because mm -hmm. they're not sure whether they can get all of their questions answered from uh, the scripture. And, and hopefully what we can begin to bring through in this podcast that we'll have over the next four weeks uh, launching um, in two weeks, mm -hmm. we'll have um, an idea of how to build a good foundation. Right. But the reality is the scriptures warn us about being awake. Mm -hmm. And I want to run through a few scriptures really quickly and see how the Bible is making it clear that you and I as individuals, <laughs> believers in Jesus Christ, that we need to be awake. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do you got? What? Give me a verse there that tells us about the readiness and alertness that a believer needs to have. Well, and what's interesting is a lot of it comes from Jesus, uh, about calling us to be ready, to be alert, to be prepared. Uh, in, uh, in Luke chapter 12, 35, he says, Be dressed in readiness. Keep your lamps lit. Um, that we always need to be prepared uh, to, to go into when it comes to the battle for truth, uh, when it comes to uh, defending our faith, uh, when it comes to uh, going to battle for uh, for Christ and for the truth, he says that we're to be ready all the time, to not take time off, but to be ready to go. First um, uh, Peter tells us that the end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment and sober spirit, which means to be attentive, to be awake, to be alert for the purpose of prayer. And so we're told uh, numerous times, and there are many more, about when and how we are to, uh, to be living in this world. Yeah, we've got a number of verses. Uh, Matthew uh, 13, 34, 35, Be on alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, or when the rooster crows in the morning. There's this idea of being awake and alert. Listen to uh, Romans chapter uh, 13. Uh, do this, knowing that this time, that it's already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us 
when we believe. The night is almost gone, the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Jesus, again, be alert, mm-hmm. be awake in the book of, Ma- in the book of Mark. The, the idea here is that we as believers, we cannot fall asleep. That's right. Our job is to uh, build, mm-hmm. be awake, and be alert. Three R's that we're going to cover mm-hmm. in the podcast, and uh, we'll be covering those over the four weeks. That yeah. This is topical. We've, we've done books of the Bible in the past, but this is, there is some urgency behind this. I really feel that the Lord is just laying this not only on my heart, but on the ministry's heart that mm-hmm. we, we need to be in a position to set people up to uh, build. And so yeah. the three R's are rise, restore, revive. We're going to be looking at those three R's over the next four weeks. Wake up, rise up, restore. That means build mm-hmm. and revive uh, our nation. Yeah. And so hopefully you'll tune in with us to be a part of that because it's a huge, uh, huge opportunity. Yeah. So uh, any other verses that come to mind, Derek, that we want to share before I show how, where we need to start? Yeah, I, I think the one that we found in Revelation chapter 3, verse 2 says, Wake up, strengthen the things that remain, which are about to die. For I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. And if this doesn't speak to us as, uh, as believers in this nation and in the world right now, the call is to get up. And to do something, to strengthen what remains, which means there is there is still something there for us to work with. Um, he says, which are about to die. And if you uh, drive through even your own neighborhood, you will see churches that are boarded up, that are closing their doors, um, that, that are just empty. Uh, and we are called to keep those things going, to strengthen the things that remain, not to give up, not to, uh, to sort of just... Uh, succumb to the fact that, well, churches are closing. I guess that's what's happening. We need to be um, combating what's going on in our country. We need churches, not just churches to grow in numbers, but we need churches to grow in strength and grow in the truth. Uh, And so we have things that remain. There are faithful believers out there. Uh, You and I are one of them. And uh, and we have uh, so many uh, people who are connected to this ministry who are, who are, teaching the word, who are helping people understand the truth of God's word and allowing it to affect our lives. And so we're trying to strengthen those who are yet remaining uh, because we are still called to do. God says, or Revelation says, for I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. We're not done. Just because we've come to a believing faith in our own life does not mean that we're finished. The call on our life is to continue to, to wake up to strengthen those who need to be strengthened um, so that we can grow the kingdom of God. Yeah, and again, because of this battle for truth, this is not a new thing. Mm-hmm. This is something that's been going on since the times of Paul. Yeah. And, and Paul even warned us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 that we need to be ready in and out of season to preach and exhort and teach in the Bible. And, but he also said there's going to be a time that will come when people will not endure sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. They will look for teachers who will tickle their ears and they will amass themselves. Listen, they're going to turn away their ears from the truth. 
will turn aside to mist. This is what's happening in our world today. Mm -hmm. This is something that we're seeing uh, all the time. We're seeing uh, precept leaders who are in the midst of great opposition as they go out and they uh, preach the truth, as they teach the truth. And, and uh, classes, some classes even are getting shut down mm -hmm. because of, uh, you know, in a battle for truth. We've yeah. got leaders who are in churches that haven't been able to uh, teach because of whatever whatever's going on there. And so the reality is that we need to build a foundation and start from the very beginning. And that reminds me of um, uh, a trip that we've, we took just recently to, mm -hmm. to uh, Kentucky and to, into Ohio when we went to the Creation Museum. And uh, Ken Ham, who's the founder of uh, the Creation Museum, he made a really solid point about uh, building for the gospel. He didn't really refer to it as building the gospel. He just had, uh, an the idea was a different way of preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. And he, com he compared it, and this is what I wanted to share with you, because this is not really the root of where we've headed, but this is a good foundational truth that Ken had to share. He said, he said the, what we need to do in our world today is we need to preach the gospel as though we're preaching to the Gentile nation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he says, but so many churches are in the midst of building a foundation based on the Jewish version of the gospel. Now let me explain that. He has a great book on that. Uh, I just can't remember the title. It's some uh, gospel re, re reviewed or something like that. But the idea is this, that the gospel, uh, from a Jewish point of view, is that we fully believe that everybody we're preaching the gospel to already has their foundation mm -hmm. in the beginning. Right. They know that God is creator of this earth. They know the covenant with Abraham. They know that the seed uh, comes from that uh, from the book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. And so we go in and we start to preach the gospel to individuals and we assume they have the same knowledge of us yeah. as us and then we preach based on that knowledge. And yet we live in a very Gentile nation who's so far away from the truth mm -hmm. that we have to do we have to preach the gospel like Paul. And what Paul did was Paul preached as though they knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And Paul explained to them creation from the beginning, God from Genesis, God all the way through scriptures yeah. to the life of Jesus Christ. And so this is what we have to do in our foundation, in our building of uh, the kingdom of God. And for us as a ministry of precept, I believe that the building of our foundation begins with inductive Bible study and even if you have to start at the beginning. That's why before we move on, I am so excited. And I mean, I've been telling everybody about this book, which is uh, Who Created It by uh, Jana Art and Kay Arthur. This is a D4Y style book that's actually been written for the younger generation to learn how to read, to learn how to write based on the book of Genesis, mm -hmm. based on creation. This is what we've been doing 
with the French ministry is starting with Genesis, those foundational things and moving forward. And so those are the principles that we want to look at is how are we going to build, how are we going to rise, how are we going to restore, and how are we going to revive. And I think it starts with 2 Timothy 1.14. What does that say there? Yeah, he says to, uh, to Timothy, uh, he says to guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. If you study 2 Timothy, uh, you will have marked treasure as you would have marked the gospel or the word. And that's what we are entrusted with. That's what God gives, has given us his word. And we are to treat it like a treasure. Not a treasure that we keep and hoard for ourselves, but a treasure that we generously share with all those who come searching for the truth. Uh, Paul says that, uh, very important words to his young protege, so that he understands what his responsibility is, is to, uh, is to make sure that that word is treated properly, treated right, that it's not just thrown away, but that, it, that it's taught the right way and that truth is being brought out. And so as Paul speaks to Timothy, he speaks to us as well as, as believers and as disciples that we are to take the, the treasure, the gift of the gospel and the word of God, and we are to, uh, to share it um, with anyone who is searching for the truth. This is the thing, you know, uh, both Derek and I have served as, as pastors in churches, and churches are always uh, looking for, and we can be guilty of this. this mm-hmm. I think this is why it might be okay for us to say this. <laughs> but churches are always looking for the next best program, the next mm-hmm. best method for how to uh, reach their people, how to disciple their people. They'll jump from book to book study Mm -hmm. and all those, you know, authors and move around all of these different things, which they're not a problem. There's some really good, good programs out there. But the reality is uh, E.M. Bounds, who uh, was like a, just a wonderful writer, Mm -hmm. had a really good understanding of prayer. I want to read a quote of what he said in on my phone here. He says, the church is looking for better methods, but God is looking for better men. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just telling a leader this this morning. You see, um, passionate people talk about the things that they're most passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that we can repackage this, you know, we can uh, change it or we can, you know, make this sound more uh, inviting is, mm-hmm. is not really what we're at. We need to guard this treasure, guard this truth, hang on to it, and then we need to be able to um, really kind of pass it on, which is another scripture we're going to look at. But this is what we got to do. We got to pour into individuals mm-hmm. and, and teach them to uh, build into themselves, to build into others, and get them passionate about God's Word so they'll go out and share what they're learning. Yeah, That's what's so great about the inductive Bible study method. I mean, think about how you got into this into inductive study. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a complete change in, in my wife's life as she began to, to study Isaiah with Kay Arthur. And, and I went, what, what's going on? Tell me about what's happening here. And, and, and she shared with me what she was doing. And uh, it became clear that this was the way to study God's Word, the inductive method, the way that we get into the Word so that uh, we're not just reading a verse here and there or we're not trying to read 
five or six chapters a day just to get through it, but we're actually pouring time into God's Word, uh, and we're, we're studying each and every word in its proper context so that we can actually know what God is saying. So many times we hear in churches and we hear from other believers, I just wish God would just tell me what to do, or God would just speak to me, or, or, or I wish I could hear God's voice. And God keeps saying, I gave it to you. I, everything that you need to know about me is here in the Word. Everything that you need to know to live a life that is pleasing to me, uh, a, a life of a true disciple, is here in the Scriptures. We don't need to look outside of the Scriptures. He has given it all to us here. And we're so, we should be so grateful that He has given us all of His truth here in this Word. And so it's so important for us um, to use it in order to further his kingdom, not with our own ideas, but with the ideas uh, from the word, from God. It's so amazing when somebody who is so passionate about inductive Bible study and the precept studies, when they come to you and they talk to you and they're like, oh, I just don't know where to start. And then they start buying multiple uh, resources mm-hmm. and, they, and you're like, oh, they're like, oh, oh I want to do them all. Yeah. Just do one at a time. But if you could bottle that passion yeah. up, you know, and you could get them to go out and share with others what they're learning. I mean, this is the beginning of the building process. I want to kind of talk about quickly, because I don't want to run, run us over time, but um, I want to show you an analogy, a great analogy, about the fact that as we move into this project of building, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of work. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes the work that we might do in building the kingdom of God it's, it's going to be tireless. It may seem like it's not bringing any fruit, but you don't know until the very end. Yeah. And so uh, just last uh, week, I was, uh, well, two weekends ago, I was in Ottawa, and I was uh, with our, um, one of our trainers and her husband, Richard, and Richard was in Germany, and he shared with me about a cathedral in Dusseldorf, Germany, and I got a picture of this. Uh, cathedral I want you to take a look at and so you'll see that this cathedral there and Derek I'll, I'll explain it to you that cathedral uh, took 632 years to build Wow! and so over the 632 years they never strayed from the original design and original plan mm. If you, I, I saw some pictures a little closer up. You can see the size of this thing, but I saw some pictures closer up and just the detail on the stonework. Could you imagine that you were the first worker on this cathedral and you knew that you were going to be working on it and building this cathedral, but you would never see the finish? Mm. And so here, that went on for generations and generations until that final generation, they laid the last brick, they put everything in place, and they were able to stand back and look and say, look at that cathedral, it is completed, it is finished. It's sort of like our work in the kingdom of God. We're we're here, we're building for such a time as this, we're building for uh, right here and right now. It very well may be we may never see mm-hmm. the return of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We may never see him enter into the clouds, but that doesn't mean we don't work. Right. It doesn't mean we stop building. It doesn't mean we stray from the original plan. Yeah. We 
stay on task, mm -hmm. and we work diligently to come to whatever the completion may be when God has, you know, takes us and brings us home. Yeah. This is the encouragement we want you to get out of our podcast that we're going to be having is rise, restore, and revive. We have a part to play mm -hmm. in the building of the kingdom of God, and we've got to be, we've got to wake up, we've got to be alert, and we've got to do it. Matthew chapter 28 is the architectural plan that we've been given mm -hmm. from the very beginning. And what does it say? Yeah. Jesus tells us. We ask the question, how do, we, how do we do it? How do we build the church? How do we make it grow? How do we grow the kingdom of heaven? And, God, and Jesus says, uh, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus says, we ask the question, what do we do? And Jesus says, here's what you're supposed to do. Go and make disciples. And the way that you make disciples is by teaching. By teaching, he says, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Teach them the truth that I have given you in the word. He says, look at my life. Look at all of these, these men spent three years listening to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And we're blessed to be able to have some of them in the Gospels. But Jesus is pointing not just to what he says, but to what God says through the entirety of Scripture. And so when he says, go and make disciples, yeah, we're to go and make disciples. But he also tells us how. That's always the biggest question. Well, how am we supposed to do it? By teaching them the word. That's how you make disciples, is by showing them the truth that is found in God's word, showing them how to learn it themselves, and then showing them how they can teach others that same truth. It's all about um, not just duplicating yourself, but multiplying. In your life as a believer, you should be a disciple factory, not just making one disciple at a time, but as you pour into people, as you, as you lead classes, as you teach the word, that there should be people that you can pick out and say, that person's going to be a leader as well. And as you, as you lead them, then they lead others and they lead others. Uh, and so that's why Jesus calls us uh, to, make, to make disciples. Because it is through this making of disciples, it is through this teaching of the truth that the kingdom of God grows. That's the only way it happens. And, and these, this, the, the 11 here that Jesus was speaking to, these were, if you look at that cathedral, these were the first guys laying that foundation. And then Paul comes along and he adds a layer to that foundation. And all through time and all through history, there is more and more of this kingdom being built. And we are tasked as well to do the same, to do our part. For the time that God has given us here on this earth, we are to build our portion. Are we putting the last stone in? I don't know. But what I do know is that I get to be a part of this building of this incredible kingdom of God. And that's my calling. The calling that has been placed on my life, on Mark's life, on, on the life of all of us as disciples is to do our part to focus on what God has called us to, to not get discouraged if we say, well, I'm never going to see the end of it, so I might as well not even bother. We are called to get to work and to do the work of making disciples, and that's teaching them the commands of Jesus Christ. Listen, we are fired 
Uh, We're excited. Two ministers fired up about our podcast is coming up. Build. Mm -hmm. We want you to be a part of it. You can get that on our website, preceptministries.ca. Go to Unlocking the Truth podcast. Uh, In two weeks, we will have the uh, date for you um, that it's going to be released. It's around the end of September that it's going to be put up. And so you could uh, join in. Don't forget to be a part of that. If you have been a part of our podcasts in the past and you're like, well, I wonder what book of the Bible they're going to be studying. Well, you could be preparing and getting ready because we're going to be digging into the book of Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go verse by verse through Nehemiah as we have in other um, uh, podcasts, but we are going to be looking at principles in the book of Nehemiah and through Scripture that will help us rise, restore, and revive. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see how God is going to use this in our uh, next four weeks. Make sure you tune in. Thanks for tuning in with us today, uh, and we'll see you again soon. For more information on Precept Ministries Canada, visit us online at www.preceptministries.ca or call us at 877-234-2030.